The Gospel reading tonight is from the Gospel of Matthew, part of the Sermon on the Mount, from the sixth chapter, these selected verses. Let us stand for the hearing of God's holy word. Here in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says, Beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them, for then you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So whenever you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you, as do the hypocrites in the synagogue and in the streets, so that they may be praised by others truly. I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your alms may be done in secret. And your Father, who sees in secret, will reward you. And whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, so that they may be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But whenever you pray, go into your room, shut the door, pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And later in the sixth chapter, Jesus continues, and whenever you fast, do not look dismal like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces so as to show that they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their rewards. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face, so that your fasting may be, may, may be seen not by others, but by your Father, who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust consume and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. This is the word of God the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Our sermon series throughout this season of Lent will be Love Wins. That's the story of Jesus' life and death and resurrection. Love Wins. And we begin on this Ash Wednesday looking at how love wins through humility. I don't think anyone would disagree with the idea that we do not live in a moment in time in our culture where humility is nurtured and encouraged, do we? We don't live in that kind of world. In fact, we live in a world where everything but humility is nurtured and encouraged. Social media has given us all the ability to really, truly create a world that's all about me. And we can use that to aggrandize ourselves 
and to destroy anyone that we disagree with or dislike. Our national and state leaders sometimes, to see, sometimes seem to be in a race to see who can lower the bar the furthest on humility and humble service. We're convinced by our culture that we must constantly be engaged in self-promotion, not in the pursuit of humble service to others. And when we come to live in a world that's winner-take-all and win at any cost, where do you find the value for living a life of humility? It's a good question for us to ask ourselves at the beginning of this journey. Rick Warren, the pastor of Saddleback Church and author of The Purpose Driven Life, wrote these words. True humility is not thinking less of yourself. It is thinking of yourself less. Isn't that a great line? Humility is not thinking less of yourself. It is thinking of yourself less. Mother Teresa wrote a little piece called Ways to Practice Humility. And some of those were wonderful. One way to practice humility, to speak as little as possible about oneself. My favorite, to mind one's own business. <laughs> Don't you love the idea of Mother Teresa telling you to mind your own business? I love that. Not to want to manage other people's affairs being able to pass over the mistakes of others. To live in humility is countercultural for us. But when we live those kinds of lives, we know blessings that we won't know any other way. But even more important than that, the people around us will be blessed because of our humble lives. For those who love God and seek God's way in the world, Humility starts there in our relationship with God. And in the Sermon on the Mount, as um, Milton just read those verses, Jesus talks about humility by drawing a stark contrast between those who live for show and those who live humble lives. Two different kinds of religion. In Jesus' day, People were practicing their piety for others to see. They would sound trumpets. They literally would pay people to follow them around. So that any time they did a good deed, like giving alms to the poor, give some help to the poor, somebody rip off something on the trumpet and everybody turn around and look and see them do this good deed. When they prayed, not just in the synagogue, but on the street corners. They would stop and make a bunch of racket and raise their hands so everybody would stop, and then they'd pray so everybody would know they prayed. And when they fasted, they did not fast quietly. <laughs> they did not suffer silently. They made sure everyone knew how spiritual they were. Jesus contrasts those kinds of lives with a humble life in relationship to God. And it's quite different, isn't it? Jesus says, when you give alms, when you help the poor, don't even let your right hand know what your left hand's doing. 
Make it be that undercover. When you pray, don't stand on the street corner with raised arms. Go in the house and shut the door. It's a private matter between your heart and God's heart. And when you fast, nobody should know but you and God. So that it matters. Why does that kind of humility matter? Because Jesus says, God sees in secret. God knows our hearts. Jesus says that because we live in humility, we can store up treasures not on earth but in heaven. That we can live in the kingdom even now. By investing ourselves in things that are eternal, investing ourselves in things that are bigger than just ourselves. And I believe Jesus is trying to teach us that in humility, and only in humility, can we acknowledge our deep need for forgiveness and salvation. And when we do that, that opens the door to our heart and lives to grace. And then can grace do its wonderful work in us. Jesus says when we live that first way, when we live our religion so for everyone to see, we already have our reward. And Jesus says, and the reward is the attention you get. <laughs> That's all. And ultimately, he indicates the reputation of being hypocrite. <laughs> but he says when we live our faith out in humility, we receive a reward. And that reward is the joy of obedience to God. But it's a fair question to say, how does love win through humility? Turning the other cheek can get old, can it? Being the bigger person can get old. Being faithful and being overlooked or disrespected can get old. So how does love win through humility? Well, love wins through humility because it leads us to see Jesus more clearly as he set aside the splendor of his divinity, humble himself, take up a cross, and die for us. It leads us to see that Jesus did everything Jesus did in humble service to God and to neighbor. Love wins through humility because we see that when we humble ourselves and follow him, we help shine the light and point the way that others might know God's saving grace too. So love wins through humility. Let us begin this journey toward the cross and the empty tomb with humble hearts knowing our need for God, knowing we can't save ourselves, but knowing that God loves us. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen.